All right, let's let's think about modern day incest. Welcome to Just Mything Around, a student-driven podcast recorded by high school students as part of their English 2530 dual enrollment mythology course. In each episode, a pair of students will explore a particular person, concept, god, creature, or thing from across world mythology. In this episode, Jordan and Bryce talk about Kratos, the one from mythology, not from the video game, and Adrastia, the goddess of inevitable fate. In addition to their topics, the guys go deep across a wide range of other topics, including free will versus predestination, artificial intelligence, the NBA, and the difference between speaking and talking, and so much more. Introduction and stuff, but if you want to do your topic first, we can do that. You got the introduction part. You're the speaker guy. He's uh, Jordan's the man uh, on that stuff. Stuff. All right, so we're recording now. I'm going to uh, mute myself, take my face away, and uh, you guys do what you need to do here. All right. <clears throat> Hello, everybody. This is the Just Myth and Around podcast. Um, my name is Jordan Rogers. I've already done an episode. Uh, I did that with Dalen Brown. If you haven't checked that out or you haven't checked out any of the rest of the episodes recorded by the rest of my classmates and peers, I suggest you go listen to those. Uh, but today it is me and Bryce Taylor, me and Bryce did a podcast uh, last semester on what do we do our podcast on? Uh, the yellow wallpaper. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That. Uh, God, that was an interesting read, dude. I couldn't, I couldn't wrap my head around that book if I tried to read it again. But we have some interesting topics here today. So if if you've come to listen to something interesting, I think you've come to the right place. Bryce, tell me a little bit about your topic here today. Yeah, my topic. Her name is Adrestia. She's, you know, she's pretty interesting, but she's not well known. That's why we're here trying to explain to the world who she is and what she's about. So she was born to Ares and Aphrodite, which if you know Aphrodite, she's, for the lack of a better word, she's scandalous all over the place a little bit. And Aphrodite is the goddess of inevitable inevitable fate, which is basically just saying that Something's going to happen to you, whether you like it or not, and you can't control it. And I just think it's pretty interesting how she's the goddess of that. And so I'm not really too sure. I don't really understand if she controls that or what she really is the head of. It says in my source here that she is the mountain of mothers. So... I'm not really getting if that means she has a lot of kids or she like looks over the mothers 
I'm not too sure, but if I was a woman, I would like to be called the Mountain of Mothers. Well, Let's I mean, what about yours? Like, like what you're saying with the inevitable fate part, like if she's the head of it, if she, man, that's, I, especially within like the Greek pantheon, I feel like there's a whole lot of things that kind of maybe not necessarily contradict each other, but maybe take away from each other so much as in like, I, we're told about the fates, you know, they're real in the Greek mythology. And that makes you wonder how, how could a whole nother God come along, you know, way past the original God era. And we know that the fates are supposed to have been real. And now there's a new God uh, born from Aphrodite and Ares, right? And she's the, she is the God of inevitable fate. That, that kind of draws away, in my opinion, from, you know, how we're told that there's actual fates. There's the, the, what, the three sisters of fate. They know everything, yada, yada. That kind of draws away from that, in my opinion. And when it comes to inevitable fate, I feel like that's not something just present in Greek mythology. You know, like, uh, as a Christian, um, I believe that God has a plan for everybody. And along the lines of that, what would you say in religions or mythologies in general? I feel like we see a lot of that inevitable fate or everybody has a path of life. Do you think that everything is like drawn out for us and we're just kind of going through it? Like, is there a a higher being or, or is there a destined fate for us? Well, as a Christian, I believe God has a plan for us, but also it's how you live out that plan. So it's not like you're going to die on this day, but he might have a plan for you to do something. And if you do it the wrong way, then, yeah, it might be the end for you. But what I'm really interested in is if she's the goddess of inevitable fate, Back then, in Greek mythology, I don't know how anyone could predict any of that stuff that was going on. Like, I don't know how that was set in stone. I don't know how someone or something comes up with the crazy things that happen in Greek mythology. Yeah, that, that's kind of weird. It, it also reminds me how in, like, uh, like, I know for a fact... Um, some Norse mythology, like in North, Norse mythology, I know that in some way, shape or form, somewhere within the mythology, there are like prophecies and they're kind of like literally etched in stone. Uh, from what I've seen and looked at, I'm led to believe that like the Norse actually had like drawings of of things that were going to happen kind of uh kind of like how Ragnarok you know like Odin knows Ragnarok is real and the gods are going to die it's set in stone it's fate and i think that in that mythology there are like passages or like you know the stone drawings and stuff like how cavemen used to do or whatever i think it's kind of like that like prophecies foretold which i mean like you said i I've got no clue how, and I don't even know how we can today, 
even still imagine or come remotely even close to what's going to happen. And I, I think you draw a fantastic point there with how do we know what's going to happen? There's no way the Greeks knew. Like, I, I, there's no way they knew this was going to happen at some point in time. I just, I, in modern times, I know we do it so often too. Like, people say and people full-heartedly believe that they know what will come next out of a situation. And in the sense of that, do you do that sometimes? I know I, know I do. I'll look at a situation and I'll be like, okay, nothing but this has to follow. You know, like, there's no way anything else happens. And, and now that I think about it, I, it, it's normal. It's normal for people to try and figure out the future, try to understand what happens next. But what what do you what's your stance on that? Do you constantly try to look and, and understand what's going to happen or try and figure out before it does? I mean, I've, I feel like some of it's just like a mindset. Like, I feel like the domino theory can go both both ways. Like if bad things keep happening, you keep making bad choices, then it's you can put two and two together and feel like something else in the future is going to go bad for you. But like, if you're doing something good, then you can just like think that and assume that something else is going to good going to happen for you. But I don't believe like if I leave right now and go to like trolls, I can't predict if I'll get in a car wreck or not. Like I can't predict something like that, but I feel like as humans, we can put context clues together to think around what will happen next sometimes it's all I feel like it's all based on the situation do you think that you know even in ancient times like that like I mean and I I see it as we've time people have advanced and evolved so much like it I feel like over time as we evolved and the more that we grew as people humans were able to pick up uh, things like noticing context clues or using intuition or common sense to understand what would happen if this happened or this happened, you know, just common sense. But like I said, I feel like that's something that humans had to pick up and grow with over time. Like, was there really a Greek person who could, who could foresee, you know, something as simple as, oh, it'll rain tomorrow, you know, like did they, we have weather apps that'll tell us what's going to happen. We've got common sense to be like, hey, them clouds are dark. It's probably going to storm real soon. But that I've always wondered how deep could people back them think like them ancient Greeks. If we thought we did deep thinking now, like if, if we thought that our podcasts and stuff were deep thinking and we've come so far and evolved so much and learned to think differently. Who's to say they weren't doing that too. You know, like who's to say that the things they talk about in these mythologies, like this inevitable fate, who's to say that somebody back then didn't meet her, you know, like what if, what if somebody was able to think and foresee stuff like that, or they were able to have such a good understanding of intuition and common sense context clues because they met somebody like the goddess of inevitable fate. Like if, if we have these big influences, do you think that it's possible to help if, no matter what the time is, 
but do you think it's possible for someone to completely change or reform their way of thinking just by the concept of a God or the concept of a, a destiny or a fate? I mean, not really, to be honest, but like fate back then just seems like it's hard to like wrap your head around because like this person is the goddess of this. This one has this power. And I feel like there's no way they could have predicted like when they clash or get in a fight or any of that. And so like, I'm not too sure. You might be more knowledge on this than me. Did, did the, in Greek mythology, did they like create a calendar, like a calendar year? Um, man, I don't, I'm not too positive about the whole, their sense of time, which like I said, that, that goes into, and from what I think or what I can think of, uh, I know like ancient Mayans and stuff had calendars. So why wouldn't the Greeks have calendar? But with the whole people thinking and over time, how that changed, I don't, I don't exactly know if or when this time in mythology way back then, if there was even an understanding or concept of something like that, like, I'm pretty sure they still thought, I mean, obviously they thought like Helios, uh, right? Helios was on the chariot with chariot with the sun, I believe. He was the one who brought the sun around and he's the reason it's night or not. So I, I kind of feel like they didn't have the capacity capacity to be like, all right, the sun rises and sets at this point in time every day. These are the, you know what I'm saying? I don't know about a calendar back then because they still believed that a person with flying horses rose and set the sun, you know? It's just like crazy to me because, like, what the, like, the way days go here, like, I know someone came up with how long a day is or whatever, but why at 5 a.m. is it still dark? Like, why isn't all the darkness? nighttime and, like, and with the like the time changes and stuff like that's kind of I, I get what you're saying right there man and, like why I mean, is do 12 you think, o'clock at night why is why is it still like 12 o'clock at night is 12 a.m it's the morning so why isn't it daylight if it's the morning yeah that's why what i was about to say do you start? think they they thought of that like why is it right now it's dark or like maybe they had some sense of like, I mean, we know daylight savings time, we lose an hour, we gain an hour. You know, it it makes me wonder, could they have thinking advanced enough? And could they be able to sit there and think at some point, you know, hey, it was around this time of the day, whenever that the sun was here, and now it's like here or something, you know, like. I mean, we have we have no idea because for all we know, they could have they could have stayed up at night and slept during the day for all we know. Yeah. Oh, man, that's something that. Oh, that brings in a whole new string of like, do you how different do you think life really had to be back then? I mean, there's a completely there's so many different like religions and mythologies but if we really all 
at some point had to come from the same place, the, the same root. Like science says we evolved from apes. A Greek mythology says that the gods created us. Christianity says we came from Adam and Eve. But like if we truly were how most of these religions say, it seems like we came from one source, essentially, is what I'm, I'm saying. How could we think so differently? How could we believe in things that are so different? Like, what makes I'm 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 non-denominational in a sense. I've had my own religious experiences. I've went through things that other people haven't. People have went through far worse than me. People have went through far less, and their experiences with religion has completely different meaning to them as it does to me and through the understandings and interpretations that i have of like the bible and and life and and the way i see things is different from the way you may see things are as what are you a catholic yes i'm catholic yeah and i mean as someone who was raised baptist and someone who was raised catholic how could we think so differently yet still be the same on on so many different levels as people as genuine people you know what i'm saying we have so many things alike yet we have such a different way of thinking where do you think that draws from and do you think that that can somehow draw from this goddess of inevitable fate like where where we fated to be these people that we are or do we have the free will to change who we are or who we want to be like from the way i've the way i've been raised i was taught that adam and eve were the first people and god created so like did some people just decide they don't want to believe what their great grandpa adam taught them like they just want to make something up in their head like where did they i don't understand where they just thought of this randomly and just like from from what I believe, and it's not against what anyone else believes, obviously, but from what I believe, we grew up, Jesus came, Jesus died on the cross. Like, from the people on earth, when Jesus was here, how did, like, how did they go believe something else when that's what they saw? Well, I like, think that also plays into, like, a false gods type of deal. Like, I think... Some people are just, uh, I have to see it to believe it type of people. And I mean, unfortunately for the world, Jesus did not get to meet and or show everyone on the earth how great he was and, and the miracles he could perform. And I think that's sort of where it derives from, where people get the whole man, that's not real because they didn't see it. We we didn't see Jesus, but we still believe him. But that's because we're bound by how we feel and, and what we have always felt. And I, I guess a little part of that is also what our parents kind of told us to believe. But we got into it. You know, we're, we're Christians. We both really believe in God. We really believe in Jesus Christ being our Lord and Savior. And I mean, if we really believe that much the same, you're a Catholic, I'm a Baptist, John Doe is an atheist, but we believe that God still loves him. I think that's that's just a sense of when you 
sorry, excuse me. When you look at yourself and you try to look at an authority figure, I guess, so to say, like a God, some people are going to be like, mm, why are they so much better than me? You get what I'm saying? I think people try to see the humanity in everything they look at. And whenever they don't see something they can relate to, I think that's whenever they kind of drive it away. You get what I'm saying? And like, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure the definition of faith is believing something that you cannot see. Like having faith is believing in something that you don't really know if it's there. Correct. And so like, I'm sure like just how I think some people are crazy with what they believe. I'm sure some people look at us as Christians and think we're absolutely insane for believing something that we've never seen, you know? Yeah, man, that's, and that, that funnily enough kind of plays into my topic, uh, which I'm gonna dive into that a little bit. Uh, believing in something that you don't really see, uh, my topic is Kratos, uh, better known to the collective whole of society as the God of War. He wasn't. Uh, that's just a video game. You know, when, when people hear Kratos or, or they see Kratos, they see him in the God of War games. Have you have you played the God of War games? I haven't played it, but I've like seen it on YouTube, Instagram. I've seen highlights. Like, yeah, clips. like I... I grew up playing like the OG God of War on the uh, the PS1 and the PS2. And now they've got uh, uh, God of War Ragnarok and they're making uh, they're making a brand new one. Uh, I can't remember what it's called, <coughs> but it's it's also interesting because when you look at Kratos in genuine actual Greek mythology and you see him you won't believe it and, and when you hear about him you won't believe it because everybody grew up and saw Kratos from God of War you know if, if you don't know about Greek mythology but you know about Kratos you know him as a bloodthirsty god killing anti uh, he authority figure that's not who he is kratos in actual mythology was a servant he was an enforcer to zeus which is severely ironic considering in all the video games that god of war derives from his whole mission is to kill the gods he's out for blood he kills them all uh poseidon Ares, hades zeus you um uh, hera you name them, Kratos probably killed them. That's in the video games, though. That's what everybody saw and, and what everybody heard. And that's that's modern-day mainstream media. The new video game that they're making is... So when Kratos in the original God of War games, he, he did what he set out to do. He killed all the gods, uh, all of them, Zeus, Hermes, Hades, all, all the ones I named. God of War Ragnarok was set in Norse mythology. He fights uh, Thor, Odin. Um, there's Surtur there. There's uh, Brock, the dwarf, the same one who uh, we learned about him in class. He, he got to keep or behead Loki, but couldn't cut the neck, whatever. All of that. 
this guy literally switched religions, switched mythologies, and started fighting the new gods. The new one, he's in, he, he's in like three different more mythologies. There's like Aztec mythology, Egyptian. When you see this guy, and, and this is what he is on, he's on the mainstream media as this Kratos is completely different. How can you look at something like this and believe in it? How can you believe that Kratos is the Kratos is this godthirsty blood killer whenever in actual mythology that his role was quite literally to be Zeus's lapdog? He yeah, was I guess born that makes to, me have a question for you. So yeah. how much so obviously from the video game to what actually they believe happened, it was twisted a lot. So all these kids like you. So when you were when you were little, you didn't know. You thought Kratos was the god of war, correct? That that's right. So how do you think them twisting some of these stories will affect generations to come? Like, do you think some of the stories that we know are true, like people are gonna think something completely different happened in 10 years? I mean, yeah, it it kind of it kind of worries me. And that's a little bit of why I, I wanted to talk about him because like a lot of people who like, like you said with me when, <clears throat> or like you just asked that I believe Kratos was the God of war growing up. Yes. Did I absolutely believe that Kratos was the Greek God of war up until about three years ago? Yes. Three years ago, I was uh, 14 years old, man. Like I wasn't really a kid no more. And for four to, uh, what it was probably like five to eight years of my life, whenever I thought of or talked about Greek mythology, I referred to Kratos as the god of war. It was it's so twisted from reality, so far twisted. It makes me wonder, and this is like I said, modern times. I uh over the over the course of the last few years, the last decade, they've taken this complete and this complete character and flipped him. Like there's no traits he keeps from actual mythology other than being able, other than having the ability to kill gods with his bare hands. That that's something he does in actual mythology. As one of Zeus's enforcers, if, if somebody's acting up, he goes and puts them down. But they were able to take this and twist it so much. And I know I'm not the only kid who genuinely believed it too. And I think that could be bad for the future. Like what if this were to happen with Christianity? How would I feel? How would I feel if a decade from now, people put Jesus into a video game and it's like the Christ awakens and, and Jesus is out killing romans and and you know like that's completely the opposite of who jesus was that's not what happened they did this with and you gotta you gotta remember that just because we don't believe in greek mythology just because these aren't our gods doesn't mean somebody doesn't and somebody just took this this whole character from this religion and threw a 180 on it i mean I don't think that's good in, in any way, shape or form for the future and the education more specifically. I don't think that's good for the education of, of Americans in the future. 
And you at you asked me that. I want to ask you what what is your opinion on that? Well, like you just said, that makes education and taking a class like we're taking right now so much more important because it really hit me when you said the thing about Christianity and them flipping Jesus, because that's how the people that believe the Greek mythology truly feel. And so if you told, if you're 10 years old playing the game, you told your friend, little Timmy, that Kratos was a God of war. And he tells his friend, he tells his friend, then the whole friend group believes that Kratos is the God of war. And next thing you know, the whole state of Louisiana believes it. And I just feel like if someone did that with Christianity, that I don't even I just I would go crazy exactly and I I know people would bring up like oh but you still have uh textbooks oh there's still uh scholarly articles and you can still yeah nobody cares it is 2024 you have a, a class of 30 high schoolers you tell them to go read a book they're coming back to class the next day and they're reading that book while you're talking about it they do not care they're not going home and reading about this the education system is so frowned upon not just by people who have gone through it but by the people who are in it that they would rather trust and believe in word of mouth over something you can find in a textbook which that's the scariest part about it to me. Like you said, if I told my friend and my friend tells his friend and everybody's friends and everybody's telling everybody, they're more susceptible to believe somebody that they can trust. If this guy trusts me and I tell him something and this person trusts him and he tells him something and she trusts him and, and everybody trusts everybody, that's the new belief. Now, that, that is where things a, change. That leads me to a question for you. So it's no secret that kids from sixth grade to college, they nowadays they use AI pretty much for all their homework. Do you think them using AI and not actually learning is going to affect the future? Sorry, can you say that one more time? My headset cut out. Do you think that people not learning because AI is feeding them the answer is going to affect what future generations, like how they function? Oh, dude, I, I think that's big. I, I don't think it's – I think that question is something that genuinely should be on a bigger platform. Uh, and I, I hope I'm wrong. I pray I'm wrong. I pray that somebody genuinely listens to this podcast and they've genuinely listened this far to hear me say this, but technology is ruining education. There is no way, and I mean no way, that artificial intelligence will eventually be better for education than book knowledge. In my opinion, this is my opinion. You can obviously take AI and AI can like I, I saw I saw that in a in a volcanic eruption there were ancient scrolls that were burned. AI can can look at the burnt scroll and scan it and decipher or predict 
what was written on the script. Like, are we serious? We're just going to completely assume and make up ancient text, ancient history that we can't access because it's been physically altered and destroyed. So we're going to make up with a computer what we think it says. Now, what if this computer makes up the thought and decrypts that the most likely thing written on this scroll was that uh, the Greek gods were real? Who is someone to deny that? Text from thousands of years ago that transcend modern time, belief, and thoughts say that this is real undoubtedly. Who's anybody to change that concept? Yeah. I, Much like AI is the one to tell us how to learn. And AI is the one affecting how people learn. It shouldn't, man. It, it shouldn't. And like, so last week, we lived in Venton. We lived by Delta Downs. And as the casino and places to eat. And I went to eat. And... When I sat down, a person didn't come and order my food. It was a robot. A robot strolled to my booth, and I had to tap on it to order what I wanted. And like me and you, we're going to we're going to college to get a better education and learn more and get a good job. Well, some people aren't gifted with knowledge, so from straight out of high school, they have to go straight to the workforce. What that provides some good money. I'm not gonna lie, and so it's. That had to take someone's job. That robot that I tapped on had to take someone's job. And Somebody who I just, probably wouldn't be a, or didn't go to college isn't able to go to college, so they have to work a job like that. And this robot just took it. Yeah, I just like a, a lot of kids. In, I know kids in Vinton. I don't know about everywhere else, but at our school, the majority of people that aren't going the tops route, they want to work in the plants. What if they have machines to make the plant? Like, I can admit, working at the plants, like, that's a risk. You can blow up at any time. So what if they make some robots that are make the plant safer and they're without jobs? What are they going to do? Man, that's that's a hard that's a that's a really big one, too, because I mean, especially whenever you consider like the how how big uh the blue collar jobs, like how many Americans genuinely have to do those jobs. And I'm saying half, I'm not talking about the Americans who choose to go into that field because they desire it, but the amount of Americans who have to work lower waged jobs or more or, or riskier jobs because they could not afford or they didn't have the mental grounds to pursue and complete a collegiate education. And we have robots scoping out those jobs. Like you can, you can pull up an article on any website. You could type in AI taking jobs and you'll get 50,000 articles talking about how AI has taken or plans to take over so much work in the coming future and with jobs like that like how yeah there's a lot of kids where we're from who look to go into that kind of work because i mean god saved them I, i'm not you know i'm not shunning them or anything but they don't have what it takes to pursue and complete a college education 
this is the only choice that they feel that they have. And this is the only choice that they prepare and pursue. Robots are taking that. That's like, how would we feel if we wanted to go to college? Huh, we can't. There's a robot student who took our place. I think that's the same exact thing. Why are we not working to slow it down? Everybody wants to rush into the future and they want to rush into AI taking over. AI is such a benefit. I think we need to slow it down, man, because like people, I'm not even going to say people like me or people like us, because everybody has the opportunity to be better than the person next to them. There's nothing, in my opinion, that says, hey, this guy works in the plants. You want to be a lawyer. You're better than him. Nothing tells me that. But who says that, hey, he wants to work in the plants. This robot want, this robot that we're making to work in the plants has to go there. You can't. You're no good. This robot's better. Nobody knows that. I think it's so important that people understand humanity whenever it comes to AI, which this this I think this is an interesting question. I've thought about this a lot. And this is a question that I've been waiting to find an opportunity to ask. But when it comes to you and your personal opinion, do you think artificial intelligence is moving too fast for humanity? Like, do you think it's going in a good direction for us as people? Or do you think it it's not that smooth of a road? I mean, in my opinion, like, of course, it can be good at times. Like, there's times where it can be good, but I also think that it's just making us have to adapt way too fast. Like, people in 1970, they didn't have to adapt to a new thing every day. And I just feel like the government, the government has to have a plan. And I feel like it's my personal opinion, but... I eventually feel like we're, if we're not already, we're just going to be slaves for the government. Like, I might, you might call me a conspiracy theorist for this, but I feel like the government somehow one day is going to find a way to like microtrip us or something, and they're going to be able to track everything we do. Like, I get what you're I saw, saying. I saw a thing, it's in California, and you can, you can pay at the grocery store by putting your wrist on the thing on the register like where the cashier is and i just it's too much yeah man i i feel like the growth is exponential right i mean you look at the advancements that we've made in technology over the past decade and i think it's it's exponential to and like very, very much so transcends the technological advances we've made in the the 20 years before this past decade. It's <coughs> it's also not something that I feel like people think about deep enough whenever they realize, hey, okay, technology is getting super advanced. Artificial intelligence is learning more. When you look at an artificially intelligent or a, an artificial intelligence rendered video from a year ago compared to one that they can render today, the ones they can render today look 
very, very similar, if not un untellably identical to an actual video that you could record on your phone. It's it's scary. And when you think about advancements that we've made like that in a year, how artificial intelligence is able to now produce videos, make them from complete stretch, completely false, never happened, 100% fiction, but it looks real. It looks so real that people could believe it's real. And it can it can start to rewrite history in a way. Like literally. I, I know you have TikTok. Like I can I see videos of like someone singing a song that's like they say who's the artist? Uh say Taylor Swift. Say it's say it's Rihanna's song. They can put Taylor Swift's voice on it and someone five years from now can think Taylor Swift sung that song. And this is a different this is a different topic, but I know the conspiracies going around. I'm sure you saw it about Wilt Chamberlain's 100 point game. Mm -hmm. I saw a video of something completely AI generated of showing him scoring 100 points. Like there's I've seen a video that claims to be real and then I've seen this fake one. And if I didn't know any better, I'd believe it. If if I didn't know or I'm not going to say no. But if I have not already seen from many sources that there was most likely not a video of the 100-point game, like, they, from what I heard, they didn't have stuff to, like, record games. and Like, there'd, no, there'd be no way to genuinely know if he scored 100 points or not other than to be there on that day or, or to ask someone who was there on that day. Like, if I didn't if know think that, about it, and I that saw that him holding the paper, so exactly, like I've seen the I've seen the picture of him holding the hundred. But if I'm led to believe that there weren't videos or stuff, and I've seen I've seen the video you're talking about uh, of him scoring the hundred points, and I'm sitting here watching it the whole time, thinking, how could this be real? And now I don't know. I thought. I knew Wilt Chamberlain scored 100 points. Now I don't know. And I can't know because in some instances, I'm one of those guys where you have to see it to believe it. If I hear there's a video, I want to see the video. But and I was in that video. I'm sure we saw the same one. It was a video. Like I could watch the video and it was from the stands. And I could hear the announcers too. There's no way they were that advanced to hook up someone recording to the stands to the broadcast like you see on TV. Exactly. Like, how could like, they I'm have sure they had people, like, announcing audio. the games, but there's no way they could connect that that long ago. Exactly. Like, like it almost sounded like a broadcast. Like, you know, and that's, that's kind of what had me thrown for a loop. I'm like, this seems too much for this time, which – and, and like you said, I, I don't believe you're some kind of conspiracy theorist. I, I think very abstractly. And I, I've thought of stuff like that, too, like with the whole you said government uh, tracking this and stuff. It's not something that I typically like to talk about um, on recorded, you know, podcasts, internet stuff. 
it it's just something because I feel like what if we're right? You know, what if what we're what if what we're talking about right now is genuinely going to rub the wrong people the wrong way? Like, what if this is a legitimate thing with some shady character, some shady government NBA people, and they don't want people to know that the 100 point game wasn't real? Kobe Bryant's got the real record for point. You know, like nobody. Yeah, what if, I don't. What if they, I don't know any of that. But with the deep thinking that you're that you're talking about with that whole video, like, is it real? I think that's. Man, I I honestly don't know what that boils down to. Like I, I don't know. I feel like I know some people that think the COVID shot was more bad than good. Like, I feel like I know people that think the the vaccines for COVID were more harmful. And yeah, and I, I know people who, who think the opposite way too. Yeah, you know? me like, too. I know people who are so left side of it, right side of it, you know? And like with the, with the NBA thing, who who knows that for all we know nba could have been like a dying sport it could be dying and so if someone says oh he scored 100 points if if someone told me someone scored 100 points and they're right down the road you know i'm going to the next game i i want to see him play and that just draws more fans more popularity more money that kind of I saw I saw something the other day. It was uh um it was on ESPN's Snapchat page, I think it was, or Sports Center. And it was it was a little graphic and it said how there were four instances of a quadruple double in NBA history. Guess whose name wasn't on that list? Was it Wilt? Wilt Chamberlain never had a quadruple double. How could that be possible when I've seen I've seen yeah, people talk I, about quadruple doubles from him? He did he not have a quintuple double? I he swear had five he just, stat lanes with double digits. The other day I saw on Instagram that he had a quadruple double, like with like 13 blocks and 16 seals or something. Exactly, and, but like, on that, that graphic, it, it doesn't say that. It doesn't say he's one of the four in NBA history. So is that just like a Mandela effect? Or are we just like are we just, is that just what we know? Well, like, I mean, I like, and, and also I, I noticed in the graphic, it was the last one was by, uh, I want to say David Robinson in 1990. And then the latest one before that was two years before that. And the latest one before that was two years. Then the then the first one was like 60 years, you know what I'm saying? So it was and that's what made it even weirder for me, because you have like this one when basketball probably just got made like this dude probably dropped a quadruple double because he was the only one who knew how to play basketball. David Robinson drops it in in 90 something because he's a dog. Where's Wilt Wilt Chamberlain has to be somewhere. You know what I'm saying? Like, if it happened, if the 100-point game is real, it has to be somewhere. 
but with that Mandela effect, and I don't, I don't usually like to talk about it. I'm gonna talk about it now. It almost seems like there are people or or groups of people in the world who do everything in their power to keep you in the dark. You know what I'm saying? And call me a conspiracy theorist, but I genuinely feel that way. Like there are, I know there are oligarchies in this world who come together and they want to keep the, the people silenced. They don't want to give them knowledge. And that could be why, like, uh, uh, drawing back to Kratos, uh, in the new video games, he's older, you know, because they're kind of direct sequels to each other from when he kills the Greek gods to going to the other mythologies and stuff. I mean, like, Kratos becomes older and wiser, and he completely changes. Like, in, in the old video games, he's and, – and the whole backstory is um, – his brother got or his family got killed by him on accident because Ares made him a super great warrior and was like, hey, go kill everybody in this city. And his wife and kids were in the city and he accidentally killed his own wife and kids like that's him being. And I mean, this this is just what I'm saying drawing from early points in time like that this is the video game this isn't the real mythology but you can see in mythologies and religions how if you look deep enough you can see instances where it almost seems like this authority figure or this authority group is keeping this person in the dark keeping them uninformed so as to not i i wouldn't I'm going to put it this way as much as I don't want to, but so as not to provoke their real power. Like when Kratos found out he got tricked by the gods into killing his own family, what did he do? Killed them all, every single one of them. Why did the gods not want him to find out? Because they didn't want to die. They didn't want him to kill him. But the uninformed man found out and took a stand. If people, if society were able to stay informed in a better way, this this transcends English classes, mythologies, uh, video games. This transcends all of that. If the people as a whole were able to recognize and truly deeply understand that there are instances where you can tell people are are being led to being uninformed. The government wants us to be sheep. They don't want us to be shepherds. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, and that makes it like if we're uninformed about so much stuff, the stuff that the Greeks believed back then, who they probably believed way more and we just don't know about it. Like even the people that like are devout, like that's what they that's what they truly believe. They're probably still in the dark, just like we are about stuff we believe in. Like, Oh yeah. I, Oh wow. That's a deep one, man. Like the, like for us, we, we believe that 
the people around Jesus' time actually wrote the Bible. But do we actually know that someone didn't just write that and like like what if John wasn't John? Or yeah, or like what if Greeks Peter probably wasn't look at Peter? us and think that someone could have just made it up? Like what if those people were never real and they just wrote the book and gave it to us and told us that's what we had to believe? Yeah, like how like a Greek person could look yeah. at us and be like, Wow, God, Jesus. That's oh, kind of how we look he at died and came back three. Yeah, like we look at religions and mythologies and we're like, oh, your little lightning bolt dude is over here having affairs and sexual interactions with every single female in your religion. And they're probably like, oh, this dude died on a cross and came back to life. That's super, you know what I'm saying? There's yeah. there's so many things that as uninformed people, I don't think we do a good job of possibly thinking about and understanding. I don't think people understand enough. I I think, and I want to I want to say this carefully because I don't I don't know the best way to say it without being confusing. But there's a difference between talking and speaking. If you talk to somebody, you're saying words. There, there's nothing to it. Hey, Bryce, how are you? You doing good? That's good. You have a good day? That's cool. That's talking. Now, what we've been doing is speaking. We, we've been understanding each other and trying to understand and look past our basic thoughts, our basic ideas, our basic beliefs. We're trying to reach past that. And to try and communicate that to one another, we have to speak. We can't just talk. Yeah, we could have came over here practice and that more. Like, if, if you were, if you came in here or I came in here and we weren't ready to speak, we just came in here to talk. We wouldn't be sitting here right now, almost an hour in. You know, like we could have came over here and said, "I'm a Christian. They're Greek. They're wrong," but we're actually. <laughs> We're actually understanding the other point of view. Like there's a there's a counter argument to everything in life. Like there's there's an opposite of everything. And just because I believe something doesn't mean someone that sits next to me at school that I've never talked to believes something else. And that's why some people have to be careful because the things you say can really like if so not everyone sees out of the same eyes as you. So like if you say something, you don't know how it can affect the next person. Like, That's really ironic. We both took Coach Gidry's, and Coach Gidry wanted to say some stuff. And sometimes he did, but a lot of times he had to hold it back. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, Coach Gidry's class was awesome, dude. There was – oh, my God. You could tell that sometimes Coach Gidry would want to really say something or say something in a certain way, but he, he didn't. And those – that's – that's something that isn't rare in, in other instances of our society. It's just, is Coach Gidry better at, you know, not saying the things that shouldn't be said in that moment? Yeah, I've seen I've seen him hold back some things, and then after class, he'll kind of go off on it and stuff. But like, do do all of us as people not do that? Something, you know, we all sit here and we'll say something or have a conversation, maybe not see eye to eye, 
and we'll have something that we could say that would either hurt their feelings, damage their beliefs, or, or you know, whatever, just so we're right. And that's something that people do a lot. And a lot of people don't hold back, especially like on the internet. You go Instagram, TikTok, you go to the comments, people arguing all the time. Don't matter. Like, it's just people not seeing eye to eye and like they want to bump heads as which, which brings it brings it full circle as misinformed people. They want to bump heads. They don't want to understand each other. They don't want to see, hey, maybe you've got a point. Hey, maybe you've got a point. Like, I'm not going to sit here and tell you how to play baseball as one of the best players in the district. You know, you got all district honors. I ain't played baseball. Same way I'm not going to be at a wrestle. Exactly. Like, I now, if we're talking about baseball, I, I'd be like, yeah, when I play catcher, I, I'd lean inside a little bit. That's just what I do. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that, no, this is the best way to play catcher, and, and this is the best way to bat. This is the best way to catch them. I'm not going to do that. I can't do that. As someone who understands that you know more, you are more invested into that, there's nothing I can really try and force on you in that topic. You get what I'm saying? Now, if we are both talking about Sonic hot dogs, I don't know a whole lot about them. You probably don't know a whole lot about them. That's something that we are on even ground at. And it's so much easier to speak about that, to have a conversation about that. But when someone is talking about something they really feel like they know more about or they really feel like they their ideas and thoughts on it is the best, I think that's what really leads to people not wanting to listen, not wanting to understand. You know, like I'm not... I'm not saying I don't do it sometimes. Uh, I try not to. You know, I always try to keep an open mind and understand. Oh, sorry. I, but try to understand and think of people's thoughts and ideas. But it's not always that simple. And it, feel, it feels very hypocritical to say that, to say that people need to be more understanding whenever sometimes I'll hear somebody say something and be like, dude, be quiet you know yeah and that's why like the first couple words of a sentence especially a opinion-based sentence sentence matter so much because people talk to me and they're like they say three words and then like i'm still listening but i'm not hearing them like like you know someone someone can tell a joke and they smile after and you don't you don't even hear them but you're gonna smile because they think it's funny so if you think it's funny then y'all just get along so i just feel like like my brother, for example, I've with I'm 18 years old. He's 14. I've lived with him for 14 years, but I don't truly know how he feels about anything. Like I'm, I cannot physically feel what he feels. Like I don't actually know what gets on his. Like I have an idea of like what makes him mad, what makes him happy, but I can't genuinely feel because it's impossible. I'm not him. Yeah, like, man, speak, speaking of siblings, man, that's that plays a big role. Siblings play a big role in our lives, in everybody's lives. And also, funnily enough, when it comes to Greek mythology, too, you know, 
siblings are a big part of Greek mythology. All right. Sib, uh, sibling interactions are a big part of Greek mythology. And I, I, I have to ask somebody this question because I don't want to ask it in the middle of a, uh, of class, but do like what, what are, what's your opinion on all the incest in the Greek pantheon? Like the massive amounts of incest, like Zeus slept with, I, I couldn't even, I couldn't even tell you how many of his sisters, dude. I like, you know what I'm saying? What, how does that make you? It makes it made me uncomfortable at first, but then I realized this mythology has nothing to do with me. It was existing long before I was even a thought of being created. It's whatever. But what? How? How do you feel ab about that? Like, what? What's your take on that? Like at first, like when someone says, "Oh, Zeus slept with his daughter," you're like, "Oh," and then like. <laughs> You just kind of, like, think about it, and then, like, your mind shuts off. But, like, it makes you think that if he slept with his daughter, his daughter slept with their cousin. Like, they all got to be related, right? Like, some – they they kind of – I feel like most of them are, like, cousins, and they're fighting, killing each other. I don't know. It just – it struck me as uncomfortable, but I tried to look at it with a open mind, even though – my mind was like 95% closed and 5% open, like once they said that. But I don't know. That's Zeus. Zeus can do Zeus. That that made him happy. It's it's kind of and like how you said you you try to look at it with an open mind. And when I did that, for some reason, the first thing I thought of was, all right, let's let's think about modern day incest. These people come out deformed, like horrible genetic mutations happen most times that someone lays with someone they share the same blood with you know how were these gods and goddesses constantly reproducing through that through incest and all they were doing is creating even more perfect and powerful being science would tell us today if this man and this woman who are related had a kid. This kid is not okay. This kid yeah, it might come out with two heads, bro. We know exactly. So many deformities, mental uh, uh, caps. Like they're they are disabled in some way, shape, or form. Most times, it's not all the time, but there's a great chance of it happening. Yet we look at this mythology and a lot of mythologies, and it's a common practice in, in some mythologies. With science being what it is today, and like that, in my opinion, that's another reason why I don't believe in the Greek pantheon being real, is because I can look at modern day science related to that aspect of mythology and say, hey, and, and you got you to gotta realize, like, some of these Greek gods may not have actually been gods. Uh, Mr. Carlisle has been preaching this all class, but some of these are just people who were deified. You know, they're not – some of them aren't actually gods. They're just people, normal people who were extraordinary. 
if these normal people who were extraordinary are also the same people sleeping with their sister and the baby's fine, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's not real. It, it's just not real. But and, you also got to think about that they, like, they might not know better. Like, back then, that might have just been second nature. Like, I'm, I can almost guarantee you they didn't think that it was anything wrong with it. Like, I'm sure we got some two ants on the ground that are sister, sister and brother that make more ants. Like they don't, they don't know there's anything wrong with it. Oh, that is great. Oh, uh, when you think about that, because I think ants are like bees. Like they have a queen, and the queen lays all the eggs. And when you think about it, if all the babies come from the queen then who is then who's fertilizing the eggs one of her sons you know so i i get i get the point that you're bringing right there maybe maybe like a primal instinct to reproduce it might you know, just be maybe, nature to them yeah it and i and i can see that because also also drew on this earlier uh i don't think that the thoughts of the people of that time were as complex as they can be today I mean, obviously, you had uh, uh, Plato, Socrates, you, you know, you had great thinkers, uh, but you don't really see those super great thinkers, the super great minds come until recent history. So that re really reinforces my notion that maybe ancient Greeks were stupid. You know, maybe they weren't the brightest. So maybe they didn't have a thought of well, this baby that I made with my sister doesn't look right. Nah, I'm not going to do it again. I don't think they had that that thought. You know, may, it may have just been some sort of primal instinct to just like, hey, I have this urge. You happen to live in the same house as me. Let's go. It, it could have just been that. You know, we, we don't really know that. That's just the root of all of it. We we truly don't know. Or, or is that drawing drawing back to your topic? Is that uh, inevitable fate that some people just gotta some people just gotta go through life not knowing? You know what I'm saying? Because there's so many things that and when and when you think about what we're saying, like essentially what I'm think when I think of this. I think of it like the Greeks were dumb. Like there could, there may have been one or two who weren't, but it, I feel like it was pretty rare for the, I say dumb. When you compare their intelligence to modern intelligence, they weren't the brightest. It, that's how I feel. And I feel like that was the case for all of them. But I mean, what, what do you think like modern times do you think people still have to live in that une inevitable fate of not knowing what's going on? Do you think some people live their whole life just going through it, not understanding, caring or knowing what, what's happening around them and they just do it like that's that's their fate or that's what they were meant to do? Like. Is it. I'll wake up in the morning. We got to go to school. Is it my is it my fate to get to school at seven thirty every morning? Like, is that what I'm? Is that what I'm? Is I just supposed to do it every day? Like, it's just a cycle over and over, and that's just what I'm here to do. Like, I 
like obviously I'm gonna I'm gonna be tired. I'm gonna care. Like I'm gonna not want to go to school because not many people want to go, and that just leads to me leads me to believe that you have your own interest and it could be it can be your fate that you want to do something in your life. But just like we start at the beginning, it's it's up to you to live out that fate and that plan. Yeah, man, that's. And I, that's one thing that that's probably one of the biggest things we should draw notice to is that it's it's all right to not know a lot of people. A lot of people panic, dude. A lot of people feel like they have to know what to do in life. They have to know what step to take next. And like I was I was like that for a little bit. Uh, I actually. Up until. Couple months ago, I was the same way, man. I was panicking every day. I I felt like I had to know. I I didn't know what I wanted to go to college for. I man, everything was just moving and and it didn't stop. And I was going through days, weeks. I was going through months of the year, and it all just goes by like that, man. People have to enjoy life. You know what I'm saying, like. You you gotta enjoy life at some point. It's okay if you don't know what your next step is, but uh, I feel like a lot of people worry too much about not not necessarily what they're gonna do next, but how they're gonna do it next. A lot of people aren't living in the moment when they need to be. It's it's okay to to think about your future. I'm not saying it's not. I'm just saying it's okay to not know what your future is yet. You don't have to know it. It with like with the whole inevitable fate, man, like we were saying, them Greeks, they didn't know what was coming tomorrow. They didn't know if they were getting raided by the Spartans. They didn't know if the, if the Romans were going to come to Athens and slaughter them that day or the next. They didn't know if they were going to go to Rome the next day and slaughter all the Spartans. No, nobody knew what their fate was. We don't know what our fate is. All we know is that we live here and we live now and we can be ready for what comes next. So, so often I I would find myself and I'm sure, I'm sure you've done it too. I, I think, I think it's something everybody goes through. Nobody's exempt from being at a point in their life where they feel like they have to know what comes next but they just can't figure it out. Every like, Everybody I, comes across that point. I sh- in my past, I've struggled, like, with anxiety bad. Like, I used to worry what I was going to eat for supper. Like, I used to worry about everything. But I don't necessarily believe in inevitable fate, but I believe as long as you do what you love doing with a good heart, everything is going to work itself out. Like everything's going to be what it's, what it's supposed to be. Like, regardless if you believe in this or believe in this, if you live your life with a positive mindset, what you, what comes out of your life will be what you want. Yeah. And every, and, you know, I feel like everything we we've talked about so far in the podcast has been like, it all connects 
in some way, shape or form. And I mean, I'm sure I'm sure if I were to go back and listen to this podcast, I I could see and, and feel the connection happening every time we change topics or whatever. We start talking. I mean, about we've this. talked about people being incest and then we talked about basketball. But exactly. Like, but there's can, connection to it, you know. Yeah. And I feel I feel like that's that's also in the realest sense of the world, the connections that are made, not not just in in this sense. I, I want I want for all, all of you listening, if you could envision a bigger picture, and I'm I'm talking bigger than the scope of, of the next week, you know. That's that's tip, the typical person. And this this is something I learned in psychology class. The typical person prepares themselves for a, a week of anything. You know what I'm saying? Like Sunday, Monday morning, you, you get ready to go to school or work for a week and you get ready to party that weekend and you get and for the typical person. That's as far as it goes. If if all of us and, and all of you listening can envision envision a bigger picture and realize that, like you said, with inevitable fate, I don't believe in inevitable fate. Like I I I believe if we do something with every fiber of our being, it doesn't it doesn't matter what comes next. Ultimately, moment. there's consequences to every action we make. There's rewards, there's punishments, no matter what you do, man, what you do is what you do. And it could affect you negatively or positively. It could affect your mom, your dad, your auntie, brother, uncle. It could affect anybody. But we don't know that. We don't understand the full, we don't look at the full scope the full picture of our life enough to realize that it doesn't matter, man. I, why, what the hell do I care where I'm living at in 30 years, man? As long as I'm living, as long as I've, I've done what I've set out to do, or I'm doing what I've set out to do, you know? Well, I don't know if you've ever seen one of the videos, but I've seen them like on Instagram or something. There's like a video of like, it's like Google Earth, and it's like you standing here. Then it zooms out and it shows like you compared to the state, and then the United States, and then the world, and then the galaxy. Like the galaxy. All of that, yeah. and it shows us like how small we really are, and that it, it really doesn't matter. Yeah, that's that's a that's a perfect uh, uh, reference, dude. Like when I when I say I, I want all these listeners and I, I want to try and envision a bigger picture that right there, what you're talking about, like those little videos, the Google Earth video, man, that's a perfect metaphor, a perfect visual representation of <clears throat> we all need to sit back and, and look at it and realize that, man. What does it matter? You know, this doesn't affect who uh, Jerry Seinfeld is. I'm not going to change who he is 
or the jokes he makes in his comedy sketches just because I, I post a picture on Snapchat or, or just because I didn't fold my clothes the right way or I didn't fold them yesterday and I have to fold them today. It's people stress and worry over decisions that we stress and worry about far too much. Like you said it earlier, you had struggled with anxiety and you jokingly said uh, used to worry about what you was going to eat. I mean, that's, you may not have been joking about that. Some people may uh, be the same way. Some people may have never known what that anxiety is like, you know, but the, the whole point in that is some people are going to sit there and overthink everything and have anxiety about everything. I want, I want you all to realize that the anxiety that you have and, and the thoughts that you have about your future. And when you try to think about what comes next and all it does is make you panic or it makes you upset because you just don't know. It's okay. I mean, who really knows? Uh, the Norse believe that Ragnarok is is going to happen. I mean, I don't believe in Ragnarok. What does it matter? You know, that doesn't change our, who I am. I said it in our last podcast, and the, the time is now to say it again. Like, I could, I could go – oh, let me think. I could go jump in a water fountain in the middle of New York City, and in five minutes later – no one, no one will care. Like you just gotta be you. And I don't want anyone listening to this to think that we're trying to drown them in our opinion. We're, we're just stating how we feel compared to the whole world. Like we're not trying to say how you need to feel or anything like that. We're being completely open and just saying it with our opinion about how we feel and how mythology connects to the way we live today. Yeah, man. Being transparent. It, that's what it's all about nowadays, man. You know, as and being transparent, I, I don't mean let everybody know what you're doing and, and try to no. know. I, I mean, if I'm going to be transparent with you, I'm going to tell you what I believe and how I believe it. And I'm going to let you see it how I see it. I'm going to let you see through me completely. I'm going to tell you exactly how I believe it exactly what it means to me i'm not hiding anything from you you can see all of it and that's and how you when i'm going to be exactly like, when i when i'm trying to be transparent it's not because i want to force it on you i want you to have your own take on it you know yeah like like my baseball coach if my baseball coach if i do something wrong and he don't tell me i'm doing something wrong and don't tell me i need to fix it i'm just gonna keep doing the same thing over and over the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and not knowing there's anything wrong with it. Like if you just keep doing the same thing and a coach's job is to be transparent with you and tell you what you're doing wrong and they never tell you, then you're not going to improve. And it's the same way in life. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like a constructive criticism, but it's also not in, in any sense, a constructive criticism. It's, Man, people can be wrong while being right. People can be right while being wrong. All the opinions that you hear essentially 
take them with a grain of salt, you know, just that's that's how much it, it really means. You know, if somebody tells me that God's not real, I'm not going to sit here and try and force them to believe in God. I'm going to tell them, well, I believe in God because of this. And this is why he's real to me. And they're taking once I, with it or they, they can sit exactly. there and believe what they want to believe. That's that's like, all. Yeah. All listeners you listeners can take opinions from me or Bryce, anything we've said this whole podcast, all those opinions, you're either going to take them and not care. You're going to take some of them and not care. You're going to take some of them and apply it to your own life. Or you're not even listening anymore. You know, you, you, you probably already heard something that you were like, what? Or, or you've heard something that you were like, okay, yeah, I get that. It's <coughs> all it does, our opinions, our words, our thoughts, they should not directly influence or change anybody. They should help them understand things not completely change their thoughts in my opinion no and i fully believe that like yeah you can have a you can have a girlfriend your mom they can help you through life but in the end when you sit down all you have is yourself like truly all you have is yourself like you there's your thoughts aren't going to anybody else. Like when you go to sleep at night, all you have is yourself and you have to be yourself. And just live life day by day, not even day by day, minute by minute, second by second. I, I really love how you said that, man. That's, that's something that I've been stuck on for the past two years, maybe past three years. Probably, but being by yourself or not being by yourself, but having yourself, that's someone that's never going to turn their back on you, man. When all we all we can do is see. And I mean, I've I mean, I mean this literally and figuratively because I'm missing an eye, but we all see the same way. Essentially, you know, I physically cannot see as much as you I'm missing an eye but I mean think about it like this we all when we all look we see from a first person point of view directly in front of us and like right now if I look to my right I look to my left I look all around nobody else is in my room it's just me and when the zoom meeting ends it'll still be just me in my room I, I won't be talking with you uh, we won't be recording a podcast and I won't be potentially speaking to listeners. But nothing's going to change, man, because I I think being alone helps so much. You know, being alone is, is truly peaceful in a sense that a lot of people don't appreciate because they're. <coughs> They're afraid of feeling alone. It's different to feel alone and be alone. And the way you said it really helps describe that difference. Because at the end of the day, like you said, you've got yourself. I mean, when I when I look down, 
and and I'm looking at any point of the day, I'm always there. Uh, I can't say the same for for Jacob, you know, my older brother, he's in Mississippi right now on an Air Force base. Uh, I can't say the same for my little brother. He's at school most of the day while I'm in my room after I get out of fourth hour. Uh, you, uh, we have first hour together and see each other a couple more times during the day. You know, it's being alone isn't something people should really worry about. It's rejuvenating almost. People spend so much of their lives around other people that they yearn for it. But the way you said how being with yourself, nobody is going to be with you in the very end other than yourself, for sure. When there's one, if you look in your corner, your metaphorical corner, the people who always have your back and are always there for you, there's one person you'll always see there. And it's yourself. You know, if you look at, at your metaphorical sideline, you're always there. And you mentioning that in itself, I think, is going to it's probably going to go over some people's heads. They're probably going to be like, this guy's got no idea what he's talking about. But. And the fact that you said that unprovoked, like just mentioning that it you have yourself. And it's okay to have yourself and you're always going to have yourself, man. That's a reassurance. And that's a mindset that a lot of people need. And it's one that a couple of years ago I didn't have. And the fact that you said it just now, all it does is reaffirm it for me. Uh, you, you have just changed or, or like molded a part of me that with just, just that one little thing that you said, uh, a part of a part of me has changed in a better way. I feel like our opinions, our thoughts and ideas that we share with other people should should do nothing but lead them in a direction, not not even lead them in a direction, but show them a direction that they can follow. Some people don't like being alone. You know, it the thought of being alone, feeling alone is, is so emptying and cold. You know, I'm, I'm sure you've felt alone before, right? Like you felt know, like no I, one was there. Yeah. I know you felt this before. Like sometimes I can be in a room full of people and feel com like I can blur out everything else and feel completely alone. And sometimes I'm sitting in my bed right there and I, there's a million voices going in my head. I feel like I'm just overwhelmed with everything. But I know you've heard the saying, like, the loudest person in the room is the most alone. I know you have you heard that? Yeah. I feel like that can be true to an extent, but like the perfect way to like wrap this podcast up is just going back over that you have to live with yourself. Like, I don't personally, I mean, it's my opinion, I'm sure most everyone can agree. I don't know how, like, I don't know how people that have murdered someone go to sleep at night. Like, when you go to sleep, you have to think about what you did. In the end, it don't matter what Tom or Jerry does. Like, it's just you. You're going to – Well, Billy's not going to be in my grave with me when I'm, 
when I pass away. Like you gotta live, you gotta live for you, but to serve other people. You're living for your happiness and your pride, but it's also to make other people happy and for other people to for you to open other people's eyes to try to help them live the best life they can be. Man, that's that's very well said. Living living for yourself is man, that that's a notion that you don't see anymore, man. And, and there's a difference all, between living for yourself and being selfish. Living for yourself is you're putting yourself first, but you also care about others. Like just because I'm living for myself doesn't mean I can't help an old lady push her push her her uh buggy at Walmart. Like I'm not oh I'm living for myself. I, I gotta go home. I got stuff to do. No, like you're you're living for yourself, but you can't tell me helping someone doesn't make you feel better. But like that, like, like you got you got to live to better yourself. You know, if I if I help someone at the store, like I don't like act like it, but when I walk out of that store, I I feel good about myself. Like it makes me feel good. And man, this this podcast took a a, a tremendous ride from. <laughs> from Greek gods and goddesses to basketball to, to insect man it was it, it's been one long and very fascinating intriguing conversation and man I think that's that's a phenomenal way to end it off uh, all, all of you listening man if, if y'all need a a, simp, a a more simplified way to interpret what me and Bryce have been talking about for this last little bit. It it's that it's okay to live for yourself and and to be to have yourself and to strive to do better. It's okay, you know. It's okay not to know what comes next. It's okay to try and figure out what comes next, man. When it all boils down to it. We we have us and we always will. Nobody else is, is going to wake up for us in the morning. Nobody else is, is going to answer to uh, our, our mom and dad. Nobody else is going to answer to our God. Nobody you nobody else is going to answer to your God for you. You know, and man. Bryce, you you got anything else you want to throw out there? One last leaving remark. Oh, I know that, like what we've said, I know this is the end. Still, the people that stuck around, thank you. But I feel like the things we've said, everyone can get something out of it. It might not be the same thing, like my friend and my mom might get something totally different out of it. But I feel like in this hour and 30 minutes that we've been talking that there's there's something that everyone can get out of. And I really think this is a good listen for anybody and, here. Yeah, it's maybe, maybe they don't get the same thing. Maybe, maybe some people are going to get nothing. It's 
that all that does is play into and prove what we've talked about with everybody's going to see things different. Everything's going to, everybody's going to do things differently, but man, it doesn't matter if you do things the same as I, you interpret things the same as I, or if you and mean Joe green, both understand the concept of Wilt Chamberlain, maybe or may not scoring a hundred points in a game. It doesn't matter what y'all's, what, what, y'all think about that man everybody has themselves everybody has their own thoughts and everybody has the capacity to understand more everybody has the capacity to get more knowledge and if you're still listening that's essentially what we want to do here man all what we want to do is we want people to understand that there is more knowledge in the world there's always more knowledge and we want to offer a little bit to you, a little bit of what we have to y'all. You know, we want, we're not trying to alter anybody's beliefs. We're not trying to change the way people think. We want y'all to realize here's how we think. Here's how we interpret things. Let We'll let y'all hear it. And if it pushes y'all in a better direction in life, all we can do is is pray that you live a successful life and Pray that we live our own successful lives following our own selves, man. And when it comes to a lot of history and a lot of stuff you don't believe, you just got to think what Kanye said. Guess we'll never know. I guess we'll never know. Everybody want to know what Kanye would do if he didn't win. I guess I guess we'll never know. Well, everybody, this has been the Just Mything Around podcast. I'm Jordan Rogers. This is Bryce Taylor. We've enjoyed our time with you, and we hope that you'll keep listening, continuing to listen to anybody else who posts more podcasts. And I hope you'll check out the previous podcast made by everybody in this class. And as always, don't have a good day. Have a great day.